This is Report Back, the San Francisco chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America podcast. Our chapter is made up of 1,000 members and 16 issue-based committees where the heart of our organizing happens. This is a praxis-centered podcast where we talk about the tactics and strategies of winning socialism with the organizers who plan and implement them. I'm David Hellman, member of DSA, and in this episode we hear from Sam Liu of the Coalition on Homelessness about the hearing on March 7th on the so-called sweeps, the harassment and property confiscation of our homeless neighbors by San Francisco city agencies. Uh, my name is Sam Liu, and I work at the Coalition on Homelessness. Are you the uh, policy director at the Coalition on Homelessness? I am the policy director at the Coalition. Uh, there was a previous episode of this podcast um, with Dale Smith on February 3rd talking about the sweep. So this is almost kind of a sequel or follow-up to that. Um, we're going to focus mostly on the hearing today, but let's build up to it a little bit. Um, super easy question. Could you just say, what is a sweep? Sure. So a sweep is when um, SFPD, DPW, HSH, private security, or some other city agency um, confiscates people's belonging and or takes away, I mean, displaces homeless people from where they're currently living. And um, what what would precipitate a sweep, or when does that happen? Sweeps can really happen at any time. We've seen sweeps happen in the morning, late at night, before rain, during rain. Um, but typically, they happen when housed neighbors are complaining. Um, so it's really a complaint-driven system that the city is responding to. And they make people move and they take away their their um, their possessions and their shelter. That's that's correct. Um, so there's been a lot of activity and a lot of activism around this recently, I know. Um, again, building up to today, um, could you talk a little bit about, say, the past week or two, there, were, there was another hearing. Could you talk about the sort of build up to today and um, what framed your anticipation of today's hearing? Yeah, and I can kind of talk about it um, a little bit further back as well. Sure. Uh, our organization has been working on issues around the criminalization of homelessness basically since the organization started. It's not a new concept, and it's not unique to San Francisco either. It's something that we see across the United States where homeless people are forced to move because people don't want to see homeless and poor people exist in public space and they'll use different tools in order for them to be removed from public space. Um, and the sweeps is one way to remove um, homeless people from public space. And sort of the advocacy work that we've been seeing um, more recently in the last couple of weeks is uh, we engaged in a couple of lobby days with the supervisors, really asking them what their position is on sweeps um, and if they oppose sweeps unequivocally, whether it's raining, whether it's not raining, um, and using try to use those positions to p pressure um, the mayor and other city agencies to take a stance against sweeps as well. 
um, on Thursday, there was a hearing that was specifically around HSOC, which stands for the Healthy Streets Operations Center. And it's a coordination of different city agencies, um, including DPW, SFPD, uh, DPH, and HSH, um, to really ha uh, create a coordinated effort that's police-led to um, target what they consider to be clusters of homeless people um, to, again, get them out of public space, very infrequently offering them any sort of service or shelter. Um, and when they do, it's typically something that's quite inadequate, a one-night stay in shelter or seven nights in shelter, um, while also having to give up all of their belongings. So obviously it's totally uh, violent and cruel and dehumanizing, but since they're, I'm just curious, um, they're responding to public pressure, you're saying. So is there evidence that it even achieves um, an appearance of progress? Like, are they, do people feel that this is actually effective or does it just kind of make everyone move around and repeat the cycle? I think how the San Franciscans that are complaining about homeless people don't think that it's effective. I don't think any one of us on either side thinks this is effective. Um, but people are so frustrated. City officials are basically like, okay, we're going to do this to at least um, calm them down for this very temporary amount of time. Mm -hmm. But what we know is that it's not an effective or humane solution for unhoused folks at all. Um, but mm -hmm. it also doesn't quell the long-term complaints of housed residents. So it really doesn't make sense as a tactic, even if you are trying to say, yeah, let, let us actually get people out of public space. What is the real solution? Um, and the humane solution is getting people into dignified and permanent housing. So it's um, the definition of a surface level way of addressing an issue that, uh, that, only, that only damages the fabric of the community further. Yeah. Let's get into the hearing today. Going into this, um, what was the goal you were hoping to achieve? What was the outcome you were hoping for from the hearing? And what was your approach to that? Sure. So, I mean, I think there was sort of a three-pronged, I hate saying three-pronged, three, three, three different goals of the hearing. Like a trident. Um, <laughs> yes, a trident. Um, and the first goal was really for... Um, us to be able to present the recommendations that we had around severe weather and how the city expands their services in severe weather um, because the current protocol really doesn't provide any adequate shelter for people um, in poor air quality, in extreme heat, in extreme cold. Um, so that was really a way to kind of expose the um, bad policy of the department, as well as have supervisors kind of take it up on themselves to work with us to amend that policy. Um, and I think what we saw from the hearing was that uh, Supervisor Haney was very keen on doing so um, and recognized that as one of the next steps from the hearing. So we're excited about that. The second goal of the hearing was really to be able to educate people, um, people being supervisors, 
department heads and members of the public around what is happening with the sweeps and um, to build that public education. And then the third goal really was to highlight the inconsistencies that there are between what the departments say and what we know is actually happening on the street, which is that people's property are being confiscated, they're being harassed by the police, and they're being traumatized by these city agencies. Um, and it's really city-sanctioned displacement. Um, and have supervisors oppose sweeps. Um, but I will say that supervisors by themselves opposing sweeps can't automatically change or stop the sweeps from happening. They will have to introduce some sort of legislation um, that makes that happen, um, which can then be vetoed by the mayor if there is not a supermajority um, voting from the board. So does that mean the next step is putting pressure on London Breed? That is absolutely the next step. Um, London Breed is the decision maker in this whole thing. She's the person that appoints all of the department heads that are enforcing these sweeps, um, in particular as a PD, the Department of Public Works and the Department of Homelessness, right? Um, and until she feels that pressure, not just from her colleagues, from the Board of Supervisors, but herself, we're not going to really see any change. Other than the supervisors, who did we see today at the hearing uh, representing the city organizations? We saw Sam Dodge, who um, works at the Department of Public Works, Jeff Kozitsky, who's the director of the Department of Homelessness, was present. Um, Scott Walton, who um, specifically oversees the emergency um, protocol, was also present from the Department of Homelessness. And we saw Commander Lazar from San Francisco Police Department. Uh, Park and Rec and DPW staff were also there. But what actually happened is that all of those departments left right when public comment started. And I think that's really reflective of how seriously they're actually taking this hearing, which is not seriously at all. Yeah, that was really striking and um, was not lost on anyone there. Um, there was a great comment right near the end. Somebody stood up and said, if I was in your position talking to the supervisors, I'd be, he actually put it much better than this, but I would be offended that that my guests got up and left. Yeah, that was Dale Seymour. He sits on the local oh. homeless coordinating board. Dale Seymour. So, um, yeah, other than leaving, how would you describe uh, those representatives' uh, statements uh, and contributions to the meeting before they took off early? Their statements were very similar to what they said in Thursday's hearing, which is we follow our protocol. We do not enforce sweeps. We want to create a response that's humane and compassionate. 
Um, and it's really all hogwash because we know, um, and the audience there knew too, who were holding up stop lying signs um, during the entire hearing when the department heads were speaking. Um, we know that that's not true. It's not what we hear when we're on the streets talking to homeless folks all the time. It's not what homeless folks themselves experience. Um, and Ben Lynchinger, who works at the Glidesmith Foundation, had a really um, powerful public comment saying we need to start believing homeless people when they talk about the experiences that they're having with these city agencies and why aren't we just believing them? Right. Do you think the supervisors don't believe them or do you think they're just in a, I don't know, it's kind of pointless to try to figure out people, you know, why people are doing what they're doing, but do you think they're just in a bubble where they interface with the heads of these departments and that's what they take for granted? Or do the, you think it's more about their um, constituents pressuring them and they're just going to do what plays best? I absolutely think it's the latter. Um, I think our supervisors are incredibly intelligent and they know that everything is sort of a political game. Um, and they're hearing every single day from their housed constituents complain about unhoused people. Uh, it's what we hear when we talk to supervisors as well, that it's really difficult to take a stance on the sweeps or introduce any sort of legislation. Um, but that's not the right thing to do. It's not recognizing this violation of human rights, you know? Yeah, just sort of sticking with this for a second. Do you think... Uh... You think it's just kind of like a, there's a fly in my soup kind of mentality that people see something that bothers them and they just want to take it away without considering the human side of, you know, side of the situation, which is that these are our neighbors who are living here and, you know, that it's a systemic economic issue that has produced um, this reality of people without homes. Absolutely. And I think this is a historic trend. So San Francisco was actually the first city in the 1800s to pass what was called the ugly laws. And an ugly law essentially said that um, if you had some sort of um, disability or outward disfigurement, you were not allowed to be in public space. And the laws that we have today and the actions that the city take around the sweeps are very reflective of that same line of thinking of anything that we don't want to see that isn't pretty or beautiful or, you know, just something that we don't want to see. We want to get it out of public space. That's incredible. I didn't know about that. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's just the re it's a reiteration of that law in many, yeah. many different forms over the past decades and years. How was the turnout today at the at, uh, at the hearing? The turnout was incredible. Um, there were over a hundred people representing a variety of different organizations, from people who are frontline service providers to unhoused folks um, themselves to different democratic clubs and political organizations in the city. Um, and I think it was really, really reflective around how much people really care about this issue and want to see it changed. Um, you know, I think working around the criminalization of homelessness 
and sweeps in particular, we haven't really seen this amount of public support previously. Mm. Um, and I think the heat, the the air pollution that happened from the fires and then now these storms are really getting people fired up and seeing this as something that's unjust. Well, that part, that part's really encouraging that there's a stronger support. I didn't know about that. Yeah, there's for sure stronger support. You know, sweeps would never be in the media before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that media is actually mentioning it and mentioning it quite frequently nowadays and even using the term sweeps is pretty incredible. So you mentioned the um, the fire and the smoke issue. Do you think it's at all related to just the um, astronomical rent and the kind of precarity that people are feeling even if they are housed? Hmm. Can you say more? Well, I just wonder if people, um, you know, even if you're housed, people are increasingly aware of the precarity of living in San Francisco and how easy it would be to suddenly not be able to afford it anymore. And in fact, Mm -hmm. many people are finding that they can't afford it anymore. And Mm -hmm. maybe they move or maybe they're on the streets. And I wonder if that broader economic context um, has anything to do with increased awareness of homelessness as an issue. Yeah, I I certainly think so. Um, I think most recently, though, it's really folks seeing unsheltered people trying to sleep or just survive during these recent um, rainstorms right. that hits home. Right. Um, and obviously, homelessness is terrible in any sort of weather condition, but seeing someone just out there in the rain and then not even being able to get into any sort of temporary shelter is is sort of the first trigger for people to say like, hey, this is really heartbreaking and this is something that needs to be changed for the average San Franciscan. Yeah. When something like the smoke comes through, everybody's affected by it. It's kind of an equalizer mm-hmm. in a sense. Right, right. What was your feeling about um, the outcome, like what you could read at the end of the meeting? I know you talked to Supervisor Haney a little bit and he made a statement at the end. So what was your feeling at the end of it? I think it's always easy for supervisors to pay a lot of lip service to people, especially when the audience is overwhelmingly on one side of things. And today, every single person that was speaking at public comment was speaking out against the sweeps. Um, It's encouraging that Supervisor Haney is, you know, talking about taking on these recommendations and working with us on it and also openly opposing the sweeps, um, which is, again, something that we haven't really seen previous supervisors do. Um, But we we've got to see action um and not just from supervisor haney but from all of the supervisors who say that they're frustrated about um the city's lack of response to homelessness they are also part of the city they have a lot of decision making power and until we see concrete changes we have to continue to hold them accountable so what's the next step here is there something on the horizon we should be looking out for showing up for or what do you see the next move is right now? The next move is to come back around in coalition and, you know, think of some sort of effective strategy that may or may not be secret. <laughs> oh, <laughs> may or not be secret? 
No, I don't know. Wait, can you cut any of this? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> should I ask that again? Yeah, I don't know how much I should. Oh, okay. I don't... Well, it's, I mean, it's only going out to DSA anyway. No, it's but... public. It's going to be public. Oh, it's public? Totally public. I mean, what we're what we're going to do is like likely just target London breed. Oh, wait, let me but... ask you again. Let me just ask I you I don't again. know if I should just huh? say that. I don't know if I should just say oh, yeah, okay. that. Well, you already kind of I'm indicated that because I think yeah. I asked you about that. Okay, ask me again. Ask well, me again. Well, let's put it this way. Um, from here... What should people who care about this issue who are in DSA or just following and not in DSA yet, um, what can we all do to be aware of this and help support this issue going forward? We need to keep the public pressure on. So tell everyone you know what a sweep is um, and tell them to reach out to their supervisors, to reach out to the mayor and reach out to the department heads, whether that's on social media or email or phone call so that they know and they continue to hear from us that this is not okay. Um, and from a strategic perspective, our next target is going to be you, Mayor London Breed. I hope she's a listener of the podcast. I, I think that she is. She needs to keep up with DSA. She definitely does. Uh, well, thank you, Sam, very much for uh, talking to me. And um, this was fascinating. And by the way, your uh, statements at the hearing were great and really powerful. So, um, yeah. Thank you. Of course. You're welcome. It was And it was uh, heartening to see the turnout. So um, thank you very much. Is there anything else you want to say uh, before we go? Uh, any social media tags or anything like that? Yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter, Coalition on Homelessness. And if y'all are talking about the sweeps, use hashtag Stop the Sweeps. Thanks, Sam. Hope you have a great evening. Yeah, thanks so much, David. Okay, bye-bye. The Democratic Socialists of America is the largest socialist organization in the United States. We have over 120 chapters in 48 states. We are an activist organization, not a political party. To become a member, go to dsausa.org. To find out what our local chapter is up to, visit dsasf.org. Our intro music is by Young Chomsky. Mm-hmm.